the Vans Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, Faith Over Fear Broadcast. We pray this presentation is a blessing to you as we grow together through studying and rightly dividing God's living word. Thank you for tuning in with us. And now, here's your host, Pastor Vance Mansfield. We are continuing on understanding grace. So we left off last week where uh, I said that Brother David Shepherd had ministered his grace unto me. And I received it. And by receiving it, it became my grace. So I'm going to pull a lot. I've got a lot to get through here. And I know that some people worry about how many scriptures we pull up. But the good news is you can always go back and watch these videos again. So 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10 says, uh, do we have that up there? There. As every man hath received the gift. Do you see that word, the gift? Keep that in mind. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same, which is the same gift, one to another. So the gift is actually grace. You, Every man has received the gift of grace. Even so, minister that same gift of grace one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. See? Uh, Verse 11 says, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth. Whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Now, I want to take a line item here. I want to look at a couple scriptures. And I want to show you something. So I'm going to move through these pretty quickly. uh, Because I want to get to a a place. But uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 3 said, For I say, though through the grace given unto me to every man which is among you, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God had dealt every man the measure of faith. See, the dealing of the measure of faith came through the dealing of the gift of grace. Grace and faith go hand in hand. Okay, now let's go down to verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Look at it. All members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ. You see that? We being many are one body in Christ. And every one members one of another. Now verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Now look, here it is. Whether prophesy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Listen. Everyone, everyone out there that is watching this, listening to this, or will watch this in the future, 
I want to say something to you. All of you that think that you're a prophet, memorize this verse. Prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Do not try to prophesy outside of the realm of your faith. You cannot prophesy outside of the realm of your faith. You know, people talk about, oh, there's a a Bentley Continental. I'm going to prophesy that right into my life. Yeah, and you don't have enough faith to get rid of a headache. That's why you don't drive a Bentley. All right, verse 7. Or let us minister, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. Do you see that? Or ministry. Now we're talking about grace. And we're talking about how grace works. Okay, so if you prophesy, prophesy according to the measure of faith that you are given, or according to your proportion of faith. If you're in ministry of any kind, let us wait, which is serve, on our ministering. Or he that teacheth in teaching. Verse 8. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. Or he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. See, this is how to manifest grace. And this is how to operate in your office in grace. These are rules, for lack of better terminology. Okay? If you give, do it with simplicity. What does that mean? That means don't don't give to the ministry and expect all these things out in return. Well, I gave you a $100 donation. Now you need to preach what I think you ought to preach. Yeah, you need to go fly a kite. Do it with simplicity. Okay? Just give with the with joy. Give You see, if you're if you're one that rules, rule rule with diligence. He that shows mercy. Some people have been given a grace for mercy. I'm one of those people. Just ask everyone that knows me. I'm one of those people. I've been given a grace of... What, you think I'm lying on my own broadcast? If you're one that's been gifted mercy, to show mercy, do it with cheerfulness. See? Some people believe that because they're under grace, that they are literally exempt uh, from attack. Now, you we just went through kind of the how grace can operate or how you can season your ministry with grace. And they think that because they're under grace, they are totally exempt from attack. Well, I've got news for you. You are not exempt from attack. All right. You will be tried and you will be persecuted and you will be attacked. So get that out of your head because there's people that that have been talking to me like, uh, well, you know, I must not be in the will of God because this is happening. Yeah, baloney on that. Don't believe that Babylonian teaching 
that just because something happened to you or you got uh, a sniffle that God doesn't love you anymore and you're not in the will of God. That's that's nothing but a doctrine of death, and we uh, we know better. So for you that I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and answer that for you. Hopefully you're watching tonight. Uh, I want to go back over to First Peter chapter five, verse uh, eight is actually what I want to get to. I'm going to read this through and then we're going to go back through and break it down. Okay. It says, be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now we have quoted that uh, so many times and a lot of people don't really understand that. So I want to show you something here. I'm going to show you, we're going to break down these words. Be sober. What does that mean? Let's pull it up and look. To be sober means to be calm and collected in spirit. Just going to leave that up there for a minute. To be calm and collected in spirit. Do you see that? Be vigilant or vigilant. <laughs> vigilant, yeah. Uh, anyway, be vigilant. Vigilant is defined as to keep awake. That is to watch, literally or figuratively, to be vigilant, awake, or watchful. Okay, what are we watching for? Well, we're working out of. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary. You see that? Now, here's the word adversary. Look at this. An opponent. And it, in parentheses, it's got in a lawsuit. Specifically, Satan. As the arch enemy of God, or the arch enemy of good. The adversary. An opponent. See that? Walketh about. Let's look at this. Now this is this is something. To make one's way, to progress, to make due Look at this. This is what I want to show you. To make due use of opportunities. To make due use of opportunities. So all of you that are all confused about how God works. See, some of you out there think that God's the devil and you're totally in error. Some of you out there believe that the devil was not created by God. You're in error. Some of you are like in the middle going, I, I don't know, it, what, what do we do? Let me show you. There is a force at work that has been given certain liberties certain parameters that they are allowed to freely operate in. And that force at work is what the religious people call the devil. It's what we call the powers of darkness. And they all make due use of opportunities to devour you. Now, did let me let me show you. The word devour 
means to swallow up entirely. To swallow up entirely. I don't have that one pulled up, I don't think. What's wrong? Is it coming through? It is. Well, it knows how to frame the picture, don't it? All right. Well, there wasn't a bit of spirit in that box that's around my head, but it's just going to keep following me around here. Well, I know how to turn it off, but I'm not going to get up and do that right now. So we're just, you guys just going to have to deal with the box. Okay. It's just framing the best part of the picture. Where are we at? Verse nine. That's what happens when you have, have help. I didn't think it was coming through. Verse nine, whom resist, resist means to stand against steadfast, which means strong, firm, immovable in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You see that? That are in the world. They have been accomplished. So stand against strong, immovable, and firm in your faith, knowing that it's already been accomplished by your brethren. See, we're a many-membered body. We are the body of Christ, and he has already defeated him. All we have to do is stand stand in the faith knowing that. All right, verse 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect. Do you see that? I, I think I read this last night, didn't I? Is this what I, I read on Pastor White's broadcast? Huh. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while. You have got to suffer a little bit because part of the suffering is part of the perfecting process. After you have suffered a while, make you perfect. Now, do you know what perfect means? It doesn't mean complete. Not here. Oh, no. This means to make you stable. Perfect is defined as stable here. I don't think I have that. Do I? Oh, I do have it here. I'm sorry, established makes, means stable. Perfect is complete in this verse. I'm a mess. There we go. Complete thoroughly. To repair. I, the reason, I, I jumped ahead of myself here, but they actually all do kind of touch each other. So let me show you. Just stay with me. Uh, perfect means in case we want to cut that out. Perfect means to complete thoroughly, to repair, 
to adjust, to fit, to frame, to mend, perfect, to make perfect, to make perfectly, to join together, to prepare and restore. Okay. So after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, which is actually what means to make stable. I got like cross side over here or something. Strengthen, which means it's defined as bodily vigor, probably akin to the base of blah, blah, blah. To strengthen, that is figuratively to confirm. Do you see that? To confirm in spiritual knowledge and power. Strengthen. And then now if you if you do a study on your own, you will see how all of these words actually overlap each other. They all touch each other. So make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle, which is to lay the foundation. Verse 11, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Do you have anything you'd like to chime in on that? Okay. We're going to shift gears. That's that's the end, the temporary end of our understanding grace message. We're going to we're going to start to operate in grace. Okay. But before we operate, I want to show you something here. If you have a Bible, turn with me over to Romans chapter 14 or uh, chapter 5 verse 14. If not, look at it on the screen. It says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Now, for those of you that are like, well, you just totally went off your rocker. No, I did not. I'm, I'm answering a lot of your questions here as well. I don't, for those of you that didn't ask questions, some of this randomness that you hear interjected, like it all kind of explains itself later, but I am directly answering some questions for a lot of you because we have so many questions coming in. I can't just do videos for all the questions. So nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is, look at, is. Now, you're, you're a teacher. Tell me, is is past, present, or future? It is present. It is present. Who is the figure of him that was, now is was, past, present, or future? It is past. Okay. So is present the figure of him who was past to come? Exactly. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm clear on this. She's a language arts professional. After Adam's transgression. So let's look at this again. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is? Who is? Adam is. Adam is the figure. 
present tense is the figure of him that was past tense to come. But yet Adam was first, right? That's why the Bible said the first man, Adam, was a living soul, but the last man was a quickening spirit. Okay? Why is Adam the figure of him that was to come? Because Adam was called the son of God. And all of those, both male and female, that were called Adam are called the son of God. And that son of God, which was a multitude that was called Adam. If you don't believe me, go read Genesis chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. All of that multitude that was called Adam, that was called the son of God, was the figure of him that was to come who came in one body and dispersed that body into all of you that now all of us have collectively become that one body that is called Jesus the Christ. Well, let's preach. All right. You got that? I'm getting all like I need a, uh, ready to go out and preach again. It's trapped in these studios and can't move out of the chairs getting, getting old. One person became a multitude of people. So let me show you. One spirit of God raised up a group of people out of darkness. And as one lady said years ago, so you're telling me that Adam had a belly button? Yes, I am telling you Adam had a belly button was raised up, not one person, but a multitude of people, both male and female, was raised up that were called Adam. And the Adam that was raised up was the image of what was to come, which did come already, who actually was fulfilled before the foundation of the world. But that's not part of this message. When he came, he died and then well he laid his life down and then he had the power he took it up again and when he took it up again he dispersed that physical body into all of us we became that physical body there was a great mystery amongst preachers wondering what happened to the flesh body of jesus when they went into the tomb and there was no body but there was an angel sitting at the foot and the head and says whom seekest thou my Lord, Master, where have you laid him? If you tell me where you've taken him, then I'll go there. Mary, I told you I would rise again. See, so what, what happened to that body? Because that flesh and bone did not walk through the wall. So what happened to it? You became it. All right. You became it. Now, I want to I read verse 15. Romans chapter 5, verse 15. Now follow along on the screen here because I'm going to read this out of God's words, word translation. There is no comparison between God's gift and Adam's failure. Do you see that? No comparison between God's gift, which is grace, which was Jesus Christ. It said grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. If humanity died as the result of one's pers- one person's failure... It is certainly true that God's kindness and the gift given through the kindness of one person, Jesus Christ, that's actually where it says it, have been showered on humanity. Now, let's look at um, 
verse 16 in God's word translation. There is also no comparison between God's gift and the one who sinned. No comparison. None whatsoever. The verdict which followed one person's failure condemned everyone. But even after many failures, the gift brought God's approval. Do you see that? After many failures, the gift brought God's approval. Verse 17. It is certain that death ruled because of one person's failure. It is even more certain that those who receive God's overflowing kindness and the gift of his approval will rule in life because of one person, Jesus Christ. Let me read that again. It is certain that death ruled because of one person's failure. It is even more certain that those who receive God's overflowing kindness. What is that? His grace. And the gift of his approval will rule in life. Look at that. The gift of his approval will rule in life because of one person. Jesus Christ. Do you see that? Thank you for tuning in to this broadcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you all. Do not forget to like us and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our podcast titled Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield on all of your favorite stations. If you are not a partner yet and you would like to join this mighty move of God across the nations, go now to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com to create a special partnership with the work of God's kingdom. And you can write to us making your checks payable to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, P.O. Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas 76124. And remember, it is the Father's good pleasure.